The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show, Radio. This is episode 569 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Head over to theshowradio.info. Once again, that's theshowradio.info. And check out our past shows. While you're there, subscribe and tell a friend about the show. Uh, this show is brought to you by StreamYard. StreamYard is the easiest way to stream and record uh, content, whether you're doing uh, YouTube or Twitch. Uh, StreamYard is it. I'll have links in the show notes for that. And also TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is fantastic for optimizing your channel. So if you're planning to do great things on YouTube, definitely check out TubeBuddy. Link in the description below as well. Daniela. Merry Christmas. Merry post-Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talk to me. So let's talk about what we experienced during Christmas, things that we got, and, um, you know, things that we've been doing for the last couple of days, and then we'll jump into the other, the other things for the year. I, it's hard to even think that it's already two days past Christmas. I don't even know what happened in the last five days. Right. It's just, it's been crazy. Um, my Christmas though was good. Um, okay. What'd you get? Tell me what you got. Oh, I didn't get anything. What do you mean? I didn't. You didn't ask for anything, or you do? What was? Was I? The... Well, I don't. I don't really ever ask for anything. I asked for a dishwasher. I didn't get one. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Well. Okay. So I got. I got gifts from my sister. She. Um. She made a painting for me that I love. Her and her nice. girlfriend both made paintings for me. Um, but that, that, that was it. I mean, I don't really ask for anything for Christmas because I am one of those terrible people that if there's something that I want through the year, I kind of just go and buy it. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you, do you do this stuff throughout the year? Um, whether you guys exchange gifts throughout the year, if you have a list that you look at, uh, for the year and as the year goes on, you just get the stuff off the list of the people you love, that kind of a thing. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes I'll just go and wing it. Like a lot of my presents to my extended family was just kind of like, well, this is what you're going to get. It's not really off of your list. But I feel those are a little bit more meaningful because you actually put some thought into it rather than here's a list of what I want and I'm just going to pick bam, bam, bam. This is it. It's like, yeah, it's what the person wants, but there's no real feeling of attachment to it because there's no real thought put behind it. Mm. Um I mean, gifts are gifts, and it's just easy to pick off of somebody's wish list, I guess. But I, I mean, it's not like I don't have one on Amazon, but I don't really give it out to people to go and look at. I mean, I have extreme gifts, but I don't really fully advertise it. I just feel weird about gifts. Um, I'm not. Why do you feel weird about gifts? I don't know because I don't. I don't really need them. If the, if if somebody asks me and be like, "Don't get me anything," I really truly mean, "Don't get me anything." Um, I mean, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it, but I want them, if, if I'm going to get a gift, I want it from the person because they really want to, it just has more meaning behind it, more affection behind it. Um, every year for Christmas, for my birthday, all I ever ask for is clean my house, clean my car. That's it. <laughs> I think so of like, keep it all as simple years. as possible, basically. For, Pretty much because cleaning my car and my apartment, especially my car, I'm very particular about how I want my car. Actually, I want, I'm very particular how I want everything cleaned. And if it's done the way that I really like it, 
that means that they really cared and that means a whole lot more to me than anything else. Um, but no, I mean, I got a nice, oh, my boyfriend got me a nice little scented candle, which I've been burning and place smells all nice and lavenderly. But I, I mean, it was a really nice chill Christmas. Uh, my son, my son was stoked. He was happy. He's supposed to be home in a little bit. Um, I think spending Christmas Eve morning with my sister was really nice. We went out and spent the day together. I also might as well have just gotten my... I had a crack in my windshield and I knew I was going to be spending the morning with her. So they just happened to have an opening Christmas Eve day. So, yeah, I got my windshield replaced. Then I spent my morning afternoon-ish with her before she went to work. Um, We went out. At breakfast, went shopping, catch up, and it's been a while since it's been a just me and her thing. So that was that meant a lot to me. Um, and yeah, and I think my body is trying to catch up on the lack of sleep <laughs> that I've been having in 2020 because yesterday I woke up. I'm like, I'm gonna go get these stuff done. I did a couple things, and then I just like. I was sleeping in my bed and I went to go sleep on the couch and I went to go sleep in my son's bed and I came back to my bed. I was just sleeping all over my apartment yesterday. And I'm like, what is happening? Why? You think and it's recharging? You're recharging? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I was just this inner Snorlax in me. It's just like, nope, nope. We'll move to a new location, but we're going back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm like, can we just take down the Christmas tree already? What do you mean? <laughs> You can't do that. Oh, it's part of my cleaning things. I started cleaning and no, organizing stuff today. And now I'm no. like, you can no. take down the tree. Christmas is no. bad. All right. When do you take down your Christmas tree? January-ish. Like mid-January, ending January? It's it's interesting because this year we're actually considering leaving it up for a long time. I don't know what that means right now, but we're thinking a long time. Yeah, I'm thinking like I wanted to take it down yesterday if I wasn't in such a sleep mode. Oh my gosh, that's like... That's, that's heresy. I just want to. I just want to just handle it already, so I can finish cleaning and organizing. But how was your Christmas? It was really good. It was really good. Um, one of my dreams come true came true. Right. Uh, so for for my family, what we do is we have this lottery, right? And every year, uh, someone has the opportunity to get a big ticket item. Okay. And so everybody creates the list and then they put the big ticket item at the top or at least they highlight the big ticket item for them and we find out who gets that item on Christmas Day, right? So my item that I really wanted going into 2021 was a DSLR camera. I've talked about it with you for a long time. I've talked about it online for a long time. So it's been a conversation that um, even trying to save up for it because they're expensive, they're not cheap items, right? It's a it's a big it's a big deal for any content creator uh, to to push forward to get something like that. So that was on the top of my list, and then I had uh, Destiny Grimoire, Grimoire uh, books, which I ended up getting. I saw you um, got, got that. Yeah, I got the cookbook which I wanted, and I think that I am probably going to get the the third Grimoire collection for for the book as well because I love I love the Destiny stuff. So I was like, that's like those are not big ticket items. I'll put those on there. I'm sure that those will happen because we do the list and then most of the time people follow the list and stuff like that. So, so I'm like, man, I said, what would it be like though, if I was the lottery winner this year, you know? So I'm like, you know, waiting for the days to pass, but I kind of felt like it was me, but you can't really determine what that you can't, you can't, 
there's no way to guess that. You know what I mean? So, uh, so Christmas Day came. So we got to uh, my in-laws maybe like 7 a.m. I think we got there pretty early. We spent most of the day with them. Uh, good times. And I ended up being the lottery winner for this year. And I did get the DSLR camera, which meant a lot, a lot in so many levels. But at the same time, it meant more work because I had to revamp the entire room to get ready for this show today. So I'm using the webcam now, but next time or next video, whatever that production is, it will be uh, the DSLR because I'm waiting for the, um, the, the cable, the, uh, the power cable. Uh, for the dummy battery. So I'm waiting for that to come in. That's coming in Wednesday. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's a dream come true. I'm excited about it. Uh, there's, um, and I think there's still gifts that's coming in because of the mailing stuff and Amazon. So there's stuff that's still coming into us. Uh, so I'm, I'm just pumped. I'm just pumped because I always wanted one. I knew what it meant for just uh, production value upgrade. Like even, it's weird. Like even this view right now, even though it's not with the DSLR, just be, just the fact that I like change up the room a little bit, I could see the difference in like the quality of how it is. And this is still the Logitech webcam. We I didn't make any changes. I just I just lowered the screen a little bit. Yeah, I changed the monitors around. Uh, so so the the big TV that used to be in here that went into my bedroom. I swapped that TV with the, this one here. It's a smaller monitor. So I wanted the ergonomics to be better, you know, because I felt like, you know, I was straining a little bit with certain things or how I was adjusting myself in the chair. So, but I had to revamp the whole room, got the speakers connected back, got the receiver connected, the subwoofer connected. So that made more work for me just to get the camera set up behind this monitor on a tripod permanently. And then the, um, the, the soft box, which I may get two more, but the, the main soft box right here. So that was a lot of work. And still trying to, you know, figure out the knickknacks of things that are on the floor right now. Uh, so I think that for me, that's a dream come true. I'm excited about it. Uh, definitely shout out to my family for making that happen. And on top of that, just, you know, the people, you know, listening to us, uh, subscribing to us, uh, paying attention to our content, wherever we post it, that's always a blessing too. So uh, what, what DSLR did you get? So I got the SL3 uh, Canon. I asked for the SL2 which didn't have 4K, and I ended up getting the SL3, which has 4K. And I wanted to uh, do the the cam link, but don't have the money for that right now, so that's going to have to wait. But uh, EOS has the the cam uh, connector, uh, the software, so you can get you know 30 frames per second on that. And then I ordered the um, the the power the power cable for it. So uh, it's it's a beautiful camera. Um, I don't know much about it right now, but, um, in terms of a flip out screen, it does have, which is cool. Um, I do have like a, um, a wide lens attached to it. Not, not the Sigma that everybody talked about in 2020, but that'd be nice to get in the near future, uh, for the bokeh effect and all that uh, fun stuff. Uh, but the lens on it is pretty good right now. Um, but yeah, it's the EOS 250. Um, and it's also called the SL3, depending on where you are. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's excited a very nice about it. Gift. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the main thing. I bought uh, Left 4 Deads. I did that. I picked those up. They're, they're on sale right now. So I picked those up. Uh, so I'm excited to play that in the near future while we wait for Back for Blood. So, so that's a thing. Uh, what else happened? Food. You know, we had a good time. You know, we ate, you know, snacks and stuff with the family. Uh, my wife, she made this, um, this corn, cornbread with corn in it. 
Um, and then we brought that over uh, for Christmas uh, and stuff like that. And then when we got back, um, I made uh, salmon. I think that was 25, yeah, 25 into 26. Yeah, I made salmon while I was cleaning up and revamping everything. So it's been just a chill and then working in between, as I share with you. So we had to uh, delay the show a little bit. But it's just, you know, just enjoying uh, the ability to to create as well as spend time with family and that that kind of stuff. Catching up with folks that I haven't talked to in a while. That stuff. Yeah, I just, I don't know what's happened in the last four days. It doesn't help that I slept the whole aside, day away. Aside from, from the sleep stuff, right? Well, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm glad that it just, I actually have this entire next week off. I decided oh last minute, um, my last day of work, which was last week, Wednesday, I asked last minute, I'm like, I'm going to put in this leave request. Just let me know. And by the end of the day, she's like, okay, I'll see you in the fourth. So I'm like, yes, because I just, I want to be able to take the time to like really clean out my apartment and just like, I, I feel like everything in my entire life is always just like, okay, I'm just going to get it just so that it's functional, but it's never quite the way that I want it to be. And like, I'm like, okay, I have a whole week off. My son, who's like really stoked, oh, we're going to spend some time together. Yep. Cleaning house. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, um, one thing I want to mention, I'll have the links for the DSLR and then the Destiny stuff in the description. So I wanted to mention that. Uh, anything else that happened that you didn't mention yet? Um, no, it's amazing. So I thought I would have played more games. I haven't really played anything. Assassin's Creed has like a, a Valhalla has a, a season event. I think I have like nine more days to be able to go and do it. So hopefully I can get some time in to do that. But yeah, it's like, it's been super chill. I didn't really get, uh, I didn't buy any games, which is, I'm really proud of myself for. <laughs> Usually because we got the Steam um, winter sale going on. Right. Nope. I've been good. I've been good. You said I haven't no? Done anything. You said n- to every game? Yeah, right I can't. I, can. I cannot add. I'm trying and like, I'm not going to add on to that habit of having, you know, backlogs of games. So okay. I'm being very, very harsh on myself. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. Okay, so yeah. you're trying to be good. Yes, I'm trying to. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of it. I just want to start this next year nice and fresh and a good centered mind and a, a nice area in my apartment to just really chill to be able to meditate and not like open my eyes after done meditating and seeing I'm like wait I still have to do that. Right, right, right. <laughs> so any books that you wanted to read this year that you. Did read or, or oh actually that I that I did buy so I bought um oh man what was the name of the book so I bought Ready Player Two okay and there's another book that I bought that I thought was very interesting the way that I was explained to me was Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Alice in Wonderland okay and it, like I'm very interested I want to be able to um, read it I, I need to find the title of this this book but I'm I'm really looking forward to it um. A Blade So Black by L.L. McKinney. So that's okay. that's the one. And um, those two, I'm going to probably start off my year reading. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so those aren't gifts. I just up. bought them. 2020. Oh. Yeah, cash me out. Let's do um, January through... Uh, let's, do, let's do by quarter. Uh, January, January through March. You mean Looking like back. 20 years ago? That feels like 20 years ago at this rate. It rate. feels weird, right? Um, to be honest, I don't even know what <laughs> fell into this year and what doesn't fall into this year. I'm not even it's kidding. Wild. It's wild, I, I, right? 
Yeah, it is because there's certain things. I, I can't remember the last thing. The, the, it was really super recent. I don't know why I don't remember this. Okay. But like I was talking to somebody and they brought up something and they was like, yeah, that was in April. I'm like, that was not in April. It's like, yeah, it was in April. It seriously felt like it was two years ago. It's, it is, it does feel weird. The year, the year, aside from all the, the stuff that has taken place with, with the pandemic and stuff like that, it's, it's been a weird year. Um, any, like, Sonic was, I think Sonic was 2020. Someone was telling me Sonic was not 2020. And from what I looked up when I looked is up it? Sonic, the movie uh, was the 2020 film. That was February, I think. Because remember, it was delayed. And then it was delayed because of the, um, I think it was February. See, now, now we have to guess. No, uh, release date February 14, 2020. Yeah. So Sonic. So if we're, so if we're even if we're doing certain things that happened in 2020, Sonic was 2020 in February. That was right around when we started hearing uh, the 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 stuff about the pandemic around there. That people are like, nah, that can't happen. No, this is not real. Uh, and around that same time, my daughter was actually coming back from Ecuador. So that was crazy. Remember that? Yeah. Right. So like, we didn't know if they were going to land because of all the stuff that started with the outbreak around that time. So Q1 of 2020 was crazy. I, I'm like sitting here thinking and still stuck on Sonic because I think I think that might have been the last movie I saw in theater. Right. But I swear that still feels like it was last year. <laughs> exactly. Right. So I'm like, what is the actual date? I'm like, okay, it did come out at the end of January. So that means I watched it in February. <laughs> right. So so what are oh we usually... So, so so when you think about that, what do we usually apply for around around that time? E3. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It didn't so even now happen. We have, to, we, we have to refresh the whole crazy year, right? So we're applying for E3, right? Um, I applied and I got denied. And then I was like, really? So I sent some documents and they were like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So they approved and I'm like, okay, but yet the outbreak happened. I'll, we're not going anywhere now. So it was good to get approved, even though you were going anywhere. That felt good to me. That's the ego, right? But uh, we were applying around that, right? To prep, I can't to even go. remember if I applied. I'm sure I probably did. You were thinking about, uh, I think you were thinking about applying because uh, there was, um, I, I guess there was a tug of war with you between uh, spending that time with your family or not. Remember that? that oh, that's right. <laughs> how, how do I remember your stuff? What's going on? I, I thought I was going to have to break pride tonight. How am I remembering this stuff? I don't. I I don't know. I just. Yeah, remember you were like, yeah, you know, I'm torn because I can, you know, use that time and then spend time with my family. I haven't seen it in a while, right? Oh, remember? that is right. That is right. Daniela, what is going on here? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> It's okay. weird, and because all so, of those things went out the door, like as right. soon as everything started shutting down, all of those things went out the door, and it's just right? kind of been like every day has been March. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's right? almost like almost like that's where time kind of almost stopped and sat in this weird limbo, right? Because I think that was the first time that no, maybe it was February that they they announced the first delay for cyberpunk before we do that before we do that since we're doing it by game uh streets of rage 4 came out when i'm gonna look it up real quick um, Dude, I don't so we, know. Don't, we don't have to guess i can't we don't, remember we don't have to guess. 
<laughs> so Streets of Rage came out around the time or month that uh, Cyberpunk was supposed to come out. So, so Streets of Rage came out April 30th, 2020. So Cyberpunk was supposed to release in April, right? Like you were saying. April 16th. Right. So go on. Go on. Yeah. And then it's just, it's been a weird haze since then. Obviously, right. we've had a lot of, you know, protests, Black Lives Matters movements, a lot of like negative things happening. Well, good negative things, but then negative things that are for movements. Um, right. Okay. So, so since you're mentioning that. So you had that, and then you also had the the twit longers of gaming. Yes, then you had the the Me Too gaming edition. That was wild. edition. That was a lot. That was a that lot. Was a lot. <laughs> um, which is is just weird to really look back on because, um, yeah, there's a lot of changes that happened there. A lot of people who just resigned from their jobs. A lot of people that were let go. A lot of people that were investigating. Right. Um, yet Switch hasn't really made much changes in that. Right. And then there's certain people who they disappeared long enough to think that people wouldn't remember. And, and for the most cases, I think in a normal pre-COVID time, after a while, people do forget because like everything's moving. But you have people who are sitting at home. They don't really have anywhere to go. They have nothing else to focus on. They just come back like it was nothing and like, nah, dude, we remember. <laughs> right. So I have a question for you there. Are we still, um, should we still police that by making sure that list that's available with all the individuals on that for, to raise awareness for new content creators that may not be aware of the individuals that were um, preying on folks? Yeah. Is it I our think- responsibility to, yeah, go ahead. I, I believe it is. I believe to a certain degree it is our responsibility to make people aware to the space like, hey, um, you know, it's your choice if you want to talk to this person, but they do have a history. Here's the sources and right. it's up to you. I don't think it's our responsibility to tell people, no, you cannot talk to that person or no, I will not associate with you because you're talking to that person. It's really up to that person if whatever they want to be as long as they are informed and it's facts like everybody has their own point of view about like okay well this person did this does it mean like yeah they're a bad person but right if you're informing somebody who's new who doesn't know it should be as neutral as possible like here's the facts yeah the person did some really crappy stuff i don't personally like him but you have the information do as you will Whatever, if you feel that person learned from it or they have changed based off of the information you already know, that's up to you. Right. I, that's tough. That's tough. I don't know. I don't know. Like if I were to drop the link uh, in the description for uh, the list of the individuals whose names are on there that I think the last update on it was July or whatever. Is it should I do that or should I not do that? So I, I struggle with even that thought, like because there are individuals who are coming on the scene. I guess let me just finish this thought. New streamers, right? New content creators coming on the scene, uh, fresh, right? Green, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't want anything to to happen to them. And but are we saying that those individuals are not going to grow out of the quote unquote tendencies that they had when the list was created? You know what I mean? So it's it's like, are we holding them there that they've they haven't grown or you know I, I don't I don't know. Certain people, based on their severity, right? I hope I will hold there and that is where you will stay. There's so certain stay there. stories, okay. certain certain um, accusations that did come out that I do believe the person that's um, accusing them. But 
I believe that, you know, the person has that ability, not the accuser, um, the one being accused, has the ability to learn from it, to seek help from it, and to be given a chance eventually. Okay, so I'll do the other side. So don't they all have the ability to grow from it? Yeah, sure. But some people, like, I'm not going to give them a chance. This is based on the severity of it. If if Severity or, or like uh, accounts or and accounts, I should say. And or, because even if it was a single account for one person and it was something that was of a physical nature to it, and by physical, I mean, basically, this person sexually assaulted somebody. That person can stay there. I don't care. You, you, I will not. Um, I will not even give a chance to. But that's just me. Okay. Um, but okay. other people that I think if it was something that was verbal or text, I, I think there's a small sliver chance that they can learn and be a better person from it. Right. But it really goes case by case. I don't put everybody in that single bubble. It's just that if it was a physical sexual assault, yeah, you're out of there. You do not exist to me. Okay. So I'll say uh, definitely, guys, in the comments, I want to hear your thoughts. Do we let someone grow out of an offense or uh, an encounter uh, that endangered someone's life? I definitely want to hear your, your, your comments and thoughts on that in the description below. So that was uh, April-ish. That was um, pretty much most of summer. And then uh, a light happened during the summer. Daniela, do you remember what that light was? Jeff Keeley? Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right. So we had the summer of gaming. Th- that thing. That you know. That was that was definitely refreshing. interesting. Yeah, it was. It was definitely interesting. And I know, like, even was it Devolver Studios that they had the, the they whole? The they had the whole uh, video game interaction where they was free. I, I want to say it was Devolver Studios, but I could be wrong about that. Okay. Um, they they had that interactive video game expo thing that was available on Steam. Okay, okay. Where you can go and experience their games and I remember um, they did something. It's a game within a summer. game. They did something during the summer. But I, um, was, I know a lot of people are like they'd be okay with it if they got rid of E three if they got of expos and they made it all online. Right. It was but prior, un- but prior to that. But prior to that, remember Jeff Keighley decided not to be part of the whole. Um, E3 thing, remember that? Yeah. But what were your th- uh, takes on that? Made no difference to me. Okay. Because- <laughs> like, like if he's his own man, I mean, if E3 is kind of just pretty much centering his whatever they have going on based off of he gets to go or, or if he's going or not, I, that's just weird to me. But, I mean, the man has is a brilliant man. He puts on really great showcases. I I. I I kind of feel like even though, even if COVID didn't happen, I think he still would have put on his own show. Agreed. Whether it be online or or like his own, you know, weekend event, I think he still would have done something. Yeah, I agree with that. So there was uh, Jeff Keighley. So there was that. There was the uh, Summer of Gaming uh, stuff. There was some content that came out of there that um, I believe was good. It was refreshing. We were all at home trying to figure it out, right? A lot of companies yeah. started doing their own thing. So that puts us where? Uh, June, July, right? Jeff Keighley stuff? Mm, yeah, I think his stuff went from June to August. Or was it July to August? No, June right. to August, I think. Right, right, right. You know, people were still recording, trying to figure out the content that they were going to put out. Um, a lot of home studios were born in 2020, right? 
So, so the prestige of I need to go to the studio to record content became I need to create a studio at home to make my content be. Wait, there's people who go to studios to create content. Yeah, you believe that? There's studios out there for that, just for streamers. Yeah, yeah. Why do you say that? That's weird. Why is that weird? No, because okay, I'll give you a story. Okay, so there was one time I was at an event, and um, okay, let me let me play the event in my mind right now. And pretty much what the person said was, um, where do you record your content? I said, I record my content at home. And they were like, oh, like you don't go to a studio to, to do that? You don't go to a studio to do that? And and the, the whole vibe that I got from that is that there was just such a prestige, right? That, oh, you're one of them that records at home because you can't go to a studio. And that's interesting because not too long after that, COVID happened. And what did everybody have to do? They had to record at home, right? So now it became, how do I make the space that I record my content at home the best that it can be? Uh, studio quality, right? Because people were still doing that. Voiceovers are still happening. Uh, uh, DLC content were still being recorded, right? We saw the Destiny stuff. People were in their closets with towels and stuff like that. So you make the best that you, that you can do and and at home uh, for things like that. So I thought that was interesting that everyone became um, the same, if you will, in the way that we produce content, which was... Okay, so you're talking about a whole different type of content creation because I'm thinking of streamer content creators, TikTokers, YouTubers... You're you're thinking house. You're thinking streamer house. No, I'm just thinking of content creators in general because content creators that I know, even, even of the big names that I know... Will not pay a studio for time, right? At exactly. All. Well, like well for that some, that whole that whole so, thing. But if you're so talking about that, voiceovers, that's completely different. Yeah, that's 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 a whole another category. But this person was a podcaster, okay, and they were going to a studio to record the podcast. So now, whether they were paying time for it or not, I don't know. But outside of them, I knew some other individuals who are podcasters who were paying to go to a building in New York City, 30 plus or whatever it was for whatever package it was, and hoping that this particular company that they were getting this subscription for to go inside this building to record their show would promote their podcast for them. And I kept telling them, uh, not not the first person with the prestige you know, thing, the second person I was telling them, I was like, hey, you can do all this stuff at home and and the fraction of the at the fraction of the cost, but they were like, no, you know, it's much easier to go to the studio. But I'm like, you're paying thirty to like seventy dollars a month. That adds up at the end of the year. You don't see that. Well, they didn't care. So so then it became right. COVID happened, and now you have to figure it out, right? So so those individuals were podcasters going like what what you were saying. They were going okay. in a building to do that. And I'm like, why are you doing that, right? Versus the, the streamer houses, the TikTokers, and and the, those that group. That's another group. Yeah, because like when you say content creator, I think of all streamers, not just streamer houses, just streamers in general, YouTubers in general. They like everybody has like their home rig that they do. I don't know any of them that are like we're gonna go and do this. I know a lot of them who have built up enough equity where like. And we're just going to buy a warehouse and make this right. our entire studio. Exactly. Okay. I know that way. I don't know anybody, but under, I do know that there are places for podcasters to go to because all the soundproofing is quiet. Exactly. They don't have to do that at home. That part I understood. 
But I'm yeah. like, yeah. And then I think <laughs> the the other thing too I want to leave behind in, in 2020 uh, is that I care too much. Like I care too much about how people created their stuff because I believe that you know my insight would help. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Whatever. But I think that I was too much too invested in that right where it took away from what I needed to focus on. So I think in, in 2021, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to care, but not as much if that makes sense. Right. Cause that emotional investment, sometimes, you know, you, you could burn out from that and you're wondering why you're tired most of the time and, and things of that nature. So I was like, okay, so evaluating all those things heading into the next year, um, I know where my focus is going to be in the next year. Um, it's going to be here, you know, creating content, whether that's podcasting or YouTube, that's going to be my focus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Twitch. I'm giving Twitch a high five once in a while to, to see what's going on there. But my focus is going to be creating the best experience that I can for the individuals who watch my content. So, um, so yeah. So J- July, August, anything else before we, we move on? Games, right? That came out. Ghost of Tsushima was July. <laughs> all right so let's look at, let me look at so ghost of Shishima. you have me lost on all sorts of dates and all sorts of releases here I can't believe like it. i'm just lost. i can't believe like, it so ghost of Tsushima, yeah so so we're, we're on track ghost of Tsushima was july okay july 17 2020 and uh that was refreshing and even before ghost of Tsushima, let's talk about i guess touch on real quick uh the uh the console stuff that was happening right because um PlayStation, if I remember correctly, during the summer, they came out with the dev uh, presentation. Yep. And a lot of individuals like, oh, what is this? This is crap. What are, what are you giving us, PlayStation? We don't care about this. Right. They were talking about the audio stuff and the 3D audio for their system and, and the specs of the system. I think uh, Mark Cerny or Kearney, right? That guy that can talk guy. about a toaster oven and we'll still love it. Yeah. That guy. Right. He was sharing the stuff on, on the PlayStation from what I recall. Right. That was the the, the tech the tech stuff. I don't remember what Xbox did around that time or did they do anything or did they wait? I forget. It slips me right now. But anyway, so Ghost of Tsushima comes out in July. The PlayStation conversation started surrounding uh, state of play started happening. Was that uh, 2020, 2021? I don't, 2020 or 2019? No, they state had one this year. What month it was in? I don't remember. Right. State of plays, <laughs> right? We started getting a little bit more comfortable with that because people were complaining about PlayStation, you need to talk more. Let us know what's happening. You're always quiet, right? Versus other companies who are always telling us what's happening. Uh, Nintendo always had their Nintendo Direct on a regular basis. Uh, PlayStation didn't have a thing to continue uh, to give us on a regular basis. So they were like, "Where's what do we need? PlayStation, give us something. We, we need some more information from you. And then the state of play started happening. I don't know if they started in 2019, though. Maybe they did, and I just don't remember. But state of play was a thing. We were looking forward to that on a regular basis. That probably was, was- 2019. That yeah, probably was 2019 they had to one, yeah. They had one in September? Was this Right, right, right. I think right. it was. And then that's where we got to learn how to dismantle our PS5 if we right. really wanted to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, so look then, how easy it is. Thank you. Yeah. So so then you had um any other games? Was Last of Us pushed back? Uh, Last of Us Part Two was that delayed uh, to when we got it? I don't remember. Uh, I think it so was, was at least delayed. But then, if you're going around that timeline, around I want to say it was September. I think. Okay. The Among Us and Fall Guys right. came out. We went from being let's come visit my island and share furniture and patterns to let me lie to you and kill you. Right. Right. <laughs> and um, we we were really having a good time with that. Animal Crossing, right? That dropped. Yeah, that was right? the beginning of the year. That's how a lot of people spent their time. And I think Nintendo probably saw 
the biggest sales in their consoles because that Switch was sold out for a long while. Um, Yeah, I think that that all came through. Fall Guys came out and it was just like every man for themselves. (laughs) Same thing with Among Us, every man for themselves. There's a lot. And then you have, you know, politicians that are jumping into this, which I'm going to find, I think I'm going to find that very interesting. Um, You know, come come next election or even for the next four years to see like, hey, this worked really, really well for us and reaching the younger demographic. I wouldn't be surprised if she stayed in there. Samurai Showdown dropped also. I, I forgot about Samurai Showdown dropping uh, this year. And then SNK recently announced that they're going to do a new console, which I'm excited about because I always love SNK stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, AOC and whoever uh, else stays in the, the vibe of creating content on Twitch because, uh, oh, yeah. And the conversation we had about... Uh, the um, the Twitch badge, the getting partnered versus getting partnered, right? That yep. whole thing. That was that was interesting uh, during during that time as well. Uh, so that puts us uh, where you said uh, that that so puts November? us about October November. October November. Okay, what happened in October November? Let me let me scroll down here. October November. Halloween that nobody got to experience. Right, <laughs> Halloween, your fave, right? Um. October, November, we got console releases. Right. We had so everybody else going out and everybody else getting consoles. What would you think about the console releases? Um, I'm, I still really love my PS5. I'm okay. really happy. I'm really stoked that I got it. Um, I'm seriously no d- disappointment in me. I am, however. Okay, l- l- let's talk about this part because okay. what also happened in October and November is the release of Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> that. At some point, so, we'll get there. I am now, like, originally, I was holding off starting it because I wanted to finish Valhalla. But, like, hearing everything that is wrong with Cyberpunk right now, I'm like, right. maybe I'll just wait for their January update and hope for the best. Because I didn't, I did not file for any refunds. I'm, I, I'm keeping it. I'm holding it. Um, and I think, I think that was past due. I think the 21st was the last time that you could email CD Projekt Red about it, about your refund for your PS5. Um, Talk see, about it. Come see, on now. I can't, uh, I'm, I'm going to come at this from, from somebody who hasn't played it. And a lot of people are like, well, why are you talking crap about the game if you haven't played it? Um, Let's talk about I'm it. Not, I'm not directly talking crap about it. But it is definitely very heartbreaking that and I don't, I really don't blame the devs for the issues or the bugs. Like I, I feel like they were working the best that they could to iron it out. And that the fact that it wasn't at least delayed one more time was something that was above their pay grade that was decided upon. Because yeah, I do take issue that this was originally announced for last gen for PS4, Xbox One. That's how it was sold. That's how it was all pre-ordered. It was slated for April 16th and it was delayed seven months and people are struggling with it. And it looks like nowhere near to what, you know, they were advertising it for. Like, that's rough. Like, if we didn't have the current gen that we have now, the PS5, the Xbox Series X, what was going to be happening in April? That That is, that's that's really rough to be one of the it has to be one of the most hyped games and to be falling flat. Like now I get it. PC 
they've been fine. They've been great. All right. So but um, my boyfriend's been playing it. So you haven't played playing, it? I haven't. Okay. He's been right, playing cool. it. He, right. he has it. I have it on. I have it for PS4 slash PS5. He has it for the Xbox version. And there was there are so many bugs and crashes that he was having. And that's on his on his Series X. And he also he's like doing this main story where it was looping this audio dialogue that was preventing him from progressing. And I think there were two different updates that came out in that time period that he's had it. And it, that the updates did not clear it at all. So the updates did not help? No, no. Okay. So I guess in that part of his story, because I, I have not been paying attention directly because I don't want it to be spoiled. But for him to get past that part, I guess there's a character that you come across and then you follow him, you get into his car, you guys continue the conversation, you're driving off to this one area. And right. there's like dialogue selections that he's making. So that part keeps looping no matter what. It just so loops even when he gets out of the car. So he couldn't. He really, he, well, he could get out of the car, but he would prevent him from moving forward. He couldn't even time skip. He couldn't do all of these things. So what he had to do is rather than getting into the car with the guy, he just had to beat the guy there to the destination. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, you, so you yeah, got more? Tell me more. You got more? It, Tell me it's more. Just, it's just, that's really, really sad to have like such a hype game that like I'm, I'm still really looking forward to it. And I feel so bad for the CD Projekt Red guys and the dev team that get these hateful messages. Right. And having to deal with a decision that wasn't theirs to make. But then to be hyped up that much, delayed that many times... And it's not the thing is it's not just them delaying. How many I I don't even know how many other studios and other games push back their own, you know, release date to avoid, you know, combating with Cyberpunk that they delayed right. theirs for however many months. Which you know? is something we said historically for Titanfall 2. And I don't know, my heart breaks for them. It is and it's really disappointing. And this is something that's really hard. Like, you know, internet doesn't forget. They'll remember. When you come out with your next game, it's like, they're going to remember. Um, I mean, I know Witcher came out with bugs and issues, but Witcher wasn't quite as hyped up as this game was. Not that I recall. Right. It, it really wasn't. So even if they did screw up and it took them to, well, like, I know, I know eventually all the bugs and it will be ironed out. It'll be smooth. It'll be remembered as a really great experience, but no one's going to forget your launch and everything that bad and terrible that happened. It's kind of like, it's kind of like fallout 76. They came out with, like, they come out with several updates. People are looking at it. But after like that whole launch thing, nobody remembers like what, what good you've done already to make it an enjoyable game because like you screwed up on your launch. We gave you a chance. Right. Too late. Yeah. So um, I've held off on saying anything about Cyberpunk intentionally. Right. But um, I did play it enough to say, hey, you know what? There's a lot of bugs. I need to stop playing it. Let the things get ironed out for that before I continue. So uh, I did get a PlayStation 4 version of the game and I started playing it on stream here on my channel and I was having a great time, but even in the experience of playing it on a PlayStation four, you could see that visually it was not as amazing as it should be 
not PC quality, you know, but it should look good, right? I should be able to enjoy what I'm seeing on the screen. But what's what's amazing about Cyberpunk is that the story is so compelling, I realized that I was getting pulled in and I was like, you know what? I need to stop now because I don't want to have to do all of this over again. If once, I, once not if, but once I start playing the game on the PC. So I, I actually stopped playing it on a PlayStation 4 because I'd rather play it on PC. I'm, I'm leaning towards GOG at this point, so I'll pick it up there and play it around, I guess, February or March, right? So based on what I've played, it is an incredible experience. Uh, should a game have so many bugs where you can't play it? No. Um, is that a big failure for them? Kind of, right? So when you think of big uh, games like uh, Halo or um, any indie title like uh, Castle Crashers or anything like that, we can go down the list of games that had crazy um, launches that were that impacted the brand for a very, very long time, right? Whether you think of EA's uh, big titles, right? Uh, they're big shooters that, that were plagued with a lot of uh, bugs and stuff like that too. Even the recent games that we've been playing, like um, like uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So I'm I'm actually sad for them, but um, they made what thirteen million even with the ref- with the refunds, right? Yeah, right. So is it really that bad for them? No. Is it bad for the end user, the gamers? Yeah, yeah. We're we're struggling a little bit. Uh, right now with um, but a lot of memes came out of it some people find those uh, you know amusing some people don't right but at the same time uh, the like you said the internet never forgets things like that but I do believe that they'll bounce back and the game as we approach you know just projecting here as we approach February March okay because first quarter uh, 2021 we're supposed to get Outriders from Square Enix right which I'm looking forward to because that's a Gears title. And I know you like Gears stuff too, so you may you may get the, the good vibes on that. But as we're approaching February, March and heading into the spring, I'm sure that they're going to keep selling, you know, like hotcakes this game, right? Because by then, what they're projecting is the game is going, most of the, the bugs in the game will be ironed out. That's their hope, right? And they're, it's almost like we see how incredible um, messaging is, right? Because... They've acknowledged that they messed up. And Halo 5 Guardians, they didn't acknowledge that they messed up till the tail end of the lifeline of the game, if you want to call it that, right? They didn't mention about anything messing up on that project until years later. So you got to you got to you got to give them props for being, you know, upfront this early about it, right? Cuz they could have said, "You know what? Nothing's wrong with the game. We're not having any issues." But we didn't see that. So am I defending the game? Um, yes and no, uh, to some degree, because I could I could really respect someone who takes his time to say, hey, you know, we messed up. But messaging is important, so important that you didn't show the PlayStation 4, you didn't show the Xbox One because you knew messaging was important. Because if you showed that, that would have neg- negatively impacted your launch, even though your launch was neg- negatively impacted anyway, right? So you have like, you try to you try to cover it, but yet it still bit you, right? So now you're fixing patches. Now you're heading into uh, January, February, March. Uh, and by then, no, nobody's going to be complaining because most of the patches will be ironed out if it works out to their favor in that way. And I think we're going to look back and say, yeah, they, they had a bad launch, but they cleaned it up and the game is still a good experience. And I'm still hearing people say, hey, yeah, it has a lot of bugs, but I'm having a great time. I'm still hearing that. 
Yeah, as long as they can play it, which for the yeah. most cases people are able to. It's just irritating factors. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so I am semi defending it, but I can respect the company saying, "Hey, you know what? We messed up." And you know, I, I saw some comments on on YouTube. I wonder what this guy thinks about the game. And I was like, which guy? The guy on the left or the guy on the right? They were referring to uh, the interview that we did uh, for Cyberpunk in 2019. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like you guys. I'm not different. You know, yeah, we had the opportunity to interview the guys. Uh, and shout out to the team for allowing that to happen uh, and for making that happen, right? But I'm just like you. I want a great game too. And, you know, we're probably going to get a great game, a cleaned great game by spring. And that's where that's where gamers get mad though, because they spent this mo- money. If if you needed that extra time, though, you should have just made that the, the launch date. Right. Should have just delayed it one more time. You mean you delayed it three times? What's one more time after that? <laughs> right. Right. So there's that. So a couple of things dropped in uh, December. Right. You had uh, Star Wars Squadron. Was that December? No, was that, that was not December. That was not December, right? No. G.I. Joe dropped. I know G.I. Joe dropped. People were, some people were excited about that. Uh, and what else? I know Doom was in December, but Doom dropped this year, right? The, the new Doom, the, the scary Doom. That, the, to me, the Doom experience is weird. It's like, yeah, you build things up, you shoot zomb- zombies or alien things, but I haven't really gotten into Doom in a very, very long time. But anyway. I don't so, even keep up with it anymore. I, I, I just, it hasn't, hasn't really interested me. Okay, so we didn't talk about this game, um, Spider-Man. That's all you. I, I still haven't picked it up. I haven't played it. It's, it's a beautiful experience, right? So, so, so uh, Spider-Man was refreshing where Cyberpunk, um, you know, made us upset, right? So that experience allowed us to get our mind off of the things that upset us around that time when uh, Spider-Man launched. And I was so excited to play that. And it's a beautiful experience. Great story. Uh, captivating. Uh, voice acting is amazing. Action is great. Um, Miles Morales was very refreshing uh, for for 2020, and I think that if you haven't played it yet and you have the opportunity to, definitely check that out. Um, wherever you are, uh, it's a great game. So I really enjoyed that game. I still love going back and playing that. And of course, uh, expansion packs like Destiny stuff, Warframe. They're always dropping stuff. Those games are always updating us on on tremendous things. Uh, Destiny dropped Beyond Light. Right, September around there, no, November. They pushed that back because I think that that dropped in November, um, a little later uh, than usual. Right, so Beyond Light we got. Um, so this year, in terms of gaming, the consoles and all was pretty good, right? And then you had the uh, the Game Awards show, right? The Game Awards that was pretty good. Okay, had a lot of a lot of world premieres, but there really wasn't anything that really super wowed me about it. I think we talked about that last time. Yeah. Um. It was still enjoyable. Still gonna watch next year. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that was kind of, I guess, a highlight for December for me. Right. Was the game awards? I mean, other than Christmas, my son's birthday, my boyfriend's birthday. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that was it because I didn't get any games this month, any new ones that I'm expecting. Yeah. That's it. It's such a weird year. Yeah, it is a weird year. Okay, so. So heading into uh, 2021, right? I think we covered most of the stuff that caught our attention this year. And there's been many things. There's been uh, sad times. There's been moments in our lives where we were trying to figure out life. And, 
you know, we had to bounce off uh, ideas of each other, be like, hey, am I crazy for doing this or not doing this? Right. So we had those moments too, uh, personal things as well. Uh, and then now we're getting ready to switch over to uh, the next year. Um, what are you leaving behind and what are you taking with you? What am I leaving behind? Um, man, frenemies? Word. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay. Talk to us. Uh, pretty much that I've been able to identify and recognize the people who are just friends with me just to see what I'm doing and just to compare and just to like, well, I did this. I'm like, well, I'm happy for you. But I mean, there's one way to tell somebody that you, you did something great. And then there's a way of like, I did this great thing. Let me rub it in your face. Yeah. I'm like, okay. But if something good happens for me, then you're just mad upset at the world because why weren't you given that opportunity? I I don't have time for that. 36 years old. I turn 37 next year. I don't, I don't, don't care. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that would be like the number one thing. Um, God, what am I, what do I want to take with me though? Yeah. What are you taking with you? Uh, other than the people I care about and friends. Yeah. I don't know. I really, uh, I, Trying to think about what did I learn about this year? Okay, so we can um, talk about that too. See, that's the hard part for me. And this is a privilege that I have. This is 100% a privilege that I have that I just, I never really brought up the whole job thing and everything like that. I, I was lucky enough that I wasn't laid off of my job. I was lucky enough that pretty much my daily life didn't really change. And I, I always felt uncomfortable sharing that because I know so many people who are struggling who went to that. I never ever wanted to come across like, ha you lost your job. Because I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that person and, and that's not how I feel. Um, so COVID was weird, yes. And for me, what changed was that me seeing my friends struggle and me not having the, the means to help them or the words to like have advice to give them guidance because that was a situation I've never been put into. Like this, like this entire year was a situation, especially for our generation, we have not been put into before. So it's all learning. But I was very lucky to, you know, have my job. I be able to work and do all these things. And the only thing that's really did change was the fact that I couldn't travel. Right. So for me to like... <laughs> I think it was, I think the biggest thing that I learned I could possibly even take away of is just to have more sympathy and empathy for other people. And that's something that I'm glad that I continues to grow and I continue to understand more. I wish there was so much more that I wish I, I, it's really selfish and sounds really stupid to say, but there's some struggles that I know that the people who are surviving and survive through this year have learned and picked up that I wish I could have mm. because it's just like, it's not that anybody, I want anybody to go through those hard times, but it's in those hard times that you learn your limitations. You learn something new, you expand what you're capable of that makes you grow and be a better person. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people that I know got to go through that. And that is something like, I'm, I'm happy for them. I just wish that I could have done that for myself. And I try to put myself in those uncomfortable things, but I, I, I couldn't. So for me to take something into next year, it would definitely be just sympathy and empathy. Just yeah. expanding on it. No, that's dope. That's dope. Um, this year was this year was interesting for me. Um, I guess from from the the content side, right? Like 
And watching content creators uh, talk about one another, right? We, we, we had those pockets, right? Uh, we had um, some content creators borderline um, defamation, right? Of other creators, right? Yeah. <laughs> Potentially people can get sued if they do that, right? If they're really aware of, of the impact of that. Um, what I, I want to do, besides you taking you with me into next year, um, and my family and those that I love, um, I think that goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier is that sometimes I realize I care too much and trying to do one V ones for those moments have been draining on me personally. And I think that the best way that I feel that I could be of help in a lot of situations is just to help through content. I know we've talked about that in the past, right? Um, I definitely feel you with the frenemies, leaving those behind. Um, and I think that um, this year also surprised me of individuals who I really felt or thought that I was closer with. And it seems like I wasn't right. And I think that was a, a wake up call for me. Like, um, and there's there quite a few of them, right? Where you feel like you're, you're cool with uh, these individuals, but yet you're like, um, you start questioning, like, how cool are you with them? Right. So there was that. And, and I'm trying to figure out where to place that, but I need to leave that the, into this. I, I need to leave that here and then not take that with me uh, next year. I think that what's going to happen now is all the energy that I have for, um, you know, people doubting my ability to create or produce or perform. I think all that energy is going to go into my content, um, whether that's the podcast stuff or the video stuff. And I already have like a video lined up um, I may drop it at the end of this year into next year of folks who, if you're a video editor of sorts, or you're trying to find the easiest way to navigate that, I have a video just for you between now and the beginning of the year. And I'm really excited about it. Like so much so that my brother, he's like a programmer, a coder. I was like, I need you to look at this, this content. Let me know. He said, this is gold right here. He said so much. So I'm going to use it myself. So I was excited about that, right? So uh, I'm looking forward to, to just creating, uh, taking all the underdog energy, uh, putting that into my content, and then going uh, with that into next year. But yeah, but the frenemies thing, um, that's, that's been a situation that um, I had to try to make peace with, which I agree with you on that. Um, you know, looking for folks who are like family material into next year, right? Um, like really good, wholesome human beings, right? <laughs> that you, you, you just want to do life with. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Um, on top of the, the individuals that continue to support our content, uh, whether they listen or they lurk or they download, you know, that kind of vibe. So I definitely want to take those individuals with us um, into uh, next year as well. So it's been an interesting year. It's been an interesting year, but I think that um, through everything that we experienced experience this year. Um, I, the, the main lesson that I've learned is to um, listen a little bit more because I'm quick to give a solution when really some individuals are just, they just want you to listen. So I think I need to pull back sometimes and not be ready to solve their problem. And I believe that as content creators for the amount of uh, time we've been creating, you on the video side, me on the audio side, we believe we can solve people's problems pretty quickly right? If they listen, right? But I think that for us, we have to, you know, pull back and, and listen a little bit more. Me speaking for me personally, 
Uh, and that's definitely something I need to take in uh, next year. So that leads me to this interesting thing on, on Twitter. I want to say it was like a couple of weeks ago, I think. Who knows? It could have been yesterday and I don't remember. But <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, there was this like thing I posted on Twitter. I had some time to kill and I was asking like 30 questions. And so one like equals one answer. One of the questions on there. And I want to know what your answer is. And I'll, I'll reiterate what mine was. Um, what advice would you have for content creators? So I excluded all the basics, you know, consistency, video checks, all that other stuff. I excluded right. all of those things that's already out there. So from this right. year alone, from what you learned from being a content creator, what is like one piece of advice that you would pass on? Make your bed in the morning. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because when you do that, which I, I don't always do it, but when you do that, you've achieved something already in the day and it's a motivator for the rest of the day. Okay. That's my answer. My bed's not made. <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect at it, far from it, but there's just something that happens when you, you set your first hour or two hours and you've already achieved a couple of things. It's a psychological motivator to do other things throughout the day. Uh, so make your bed. That, that's, that's not advice we usually give content creators, but I'll, I'll go with that one. So what I stated was um, treating your colleagues or fellow content creators. So pretty much every content creator that's out there that's within that same field, whether it be streaming, YouTubing, whatever it may be, they're essentially your, your colleagues. Y'all work in the same field. And my advice was when you can see them and treat them as a coworker with respect, it really changes your outlook on yourself and on everybody else and what you do going forward. Because, I mean, we all go to work, we have our work friendships, and we hopefully, I hopefully the people when they go to like a regular nine to five brick and mortar job that they're treating their coworkers with respect and that they are getting that back too. Right. It adds a whole different aura. You treat them differently. You act differently. You are a bit more professional about it because you know what? How do you work your way up the chain? By being professional, by doing a little bit more than your, you know, you know, your next coworker. And that's kind of what it is. You treat yeah. it like your normal job. And that's the best advice I can possibly give somebody. Because even when you're collaborating, it's like you can't just be buddy-buddy with them. And I think that's, that was a mistake that I made. Was thinking that I could be friends with every single content creator that I got to talk to. Can you be friends you with can. them? Yes, you can be. Yeah, you can. But not every single one of them. True. There's some coworkers you do not want to work with. Do you respect the work that they do? Yes. Do you want to be partner up with them? No. <laughs> like, I agree. And that's okay. And there's some that you work really well with. Those are the people you're going to collab with. And those are the people eventually you build a really lifelong friendship with because you understand right. them. I think there's... um. I think for, for me now or, or the last couple of years, if I can't sit across like a coffee cup or a teacup and tell you this thing, um, then I, th I think that that's, that's um, an identifier for me. Like a lot of things that I say about content creators, um, if I'm talking about somebody specifically or uh, which I don't most of the time, but generally speaking, I use a lot of uh, perspective and examples and stuff like that. But anything that I've said on this podcast, I'm willing to tell you in your face, right? So, 
So I think, and, and I think you know that there's nothing that I haven't said to you that I haven't been willing to share with you across the table. Right. And yep. I think that because we have such big platforms, meaning Twitch is a big platform and YouTube is a big platform, right? Uh, we tend to use those platforms to talk about other individuals that we may be slipping in their DMs to ask them for advice. Now that should stop, right? So if you're slipping into DMs to ask somebody for advice, why are you talking about them on your platform? That I didn't understand. I didn't understand that in 2020 or 2019, et cetera, et cetera, right? So if we're having a conversation, if I share something with you, whether it's something that you did or something that you should consider doing, and I'm willing to share that with you face to face, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to, you know, Danielle says something, you need to change this in your character. This is an example. I'm not going to talk about Daniela on somebody else's podcast if they invite me because of something she said that I needed to correct, right? I'm going to talk to Daniela about it, right? And be like, well, why do you feel this way, Daniela? I thought we were on the same page about thus and such, right? Be like, no, no, you said this to me, it offended me, and I want you to see where it offended me, right? But I'm not going to 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 do a, a, a podcast tour and talk about a challenge that I have with Daniela on somebody else's platform. That's 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 dirty. That's that's you don't do that, right? And I think that if we can get back to the basics of hey. If I have a challenge with somebody else, I should talk to a set person. I think that'd be a beautiful thing to see, right? Not, yep. not go on Twitter and talk about it, right? Not, not go on a, a live streaming platform and talk about it. If you have a, a challenge with me, I would hope, not you personally, but I would hope that you'd want to tell me about it, right? So I'm aware that you have a challenge, right? But we don't do that anymore. I would love to see that come back, right? Where it'd be like, hey, you know... You said something the other day, it rubbed me the wrong way. Not you personally, right? I have to keep saying that for the people listening, right? Um, and I want to know what you meant by that. That's a great place to start. Be like, okay, so this is what I meant, right? And we can explain. But we don't do that anymore, right, Daniela? We, we, we don't, nope. we don't, I don't know what happened to that, where we have to uh, puff up ourselves on our platforms to talk down or send mobs to people. I don't know where that, where that happened, Right. But, um, but yeah, things like that, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know about, but, um, yeah. People are interesting. Yeah. People I, take I, I a while know. to learn those things. And the thing know. is, uh, it's not worth calling them out for. Eventually people see the truth and they just let it run its course. I disagree. Here's why. Here's why I disagree. Okay. Um, I agree with what you said, but if you're not willing to see it at all, you won't see it. Right. I agree with uh, eventually people see the truth only if they're willing to accept that they're wrong, right? Because sometimes the truth is you're wrong, right? And you don't want to admit that you're wrong, so you may be in denial for a long time. Yeah, but you you really want to waste your energy on that? I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? You know what? Then that's where you leave frenemies behind. I'm like, right. I don't have to. I don't have to talk bad about you. You do it for yourself. <laughs> eventually, right, right. eventually people see that. And then I'll be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> right. And and what's interesting. Come over here it, and drink some tea with me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> drink some tea with me for real. Like, let's just really have a conversation about, you know, how you're feeling about it, whatever that is. Right. So, um, so, so there's that there, there's that. And I think that what's interesting about uh, being in a bubble. So I, I want to um, just share this real quick. Cause I was thinking about it earlier, like anything that I've said in a bubble, whether that's you 
or someone else that's close to me, maybe somebody in, in my, my home, I want to take that mindset out in the world to see if it still applies, right? Because everybody is living in their own bubble, right? They have their Twitch community, they have their Twitch discords, right? Uh, they have they have all those different, you know, bubble that say, hey, you're right, you know, streamer, you're, you're right. Everything you say is right. But once you take that, that thing that everyone says you're right about outside in the real, real world, it, it needs to get tested, right? And as it gets tested, you find out if you are right about this mindset that you have, right? And I think that uh, because we have all these bubbles, we have the DM bubbles, we have the private chat bubbles, we have the, uh, the what do you call that thing? The Snapchat privates bubble, right? You have, you have all these little pockets of silos that people are in, right? And they have an idea about ideas that they've all said, hey, you know what? This is how we feel about it, and it feels right. But then it needs to be tested, right, in the real world. And once it's tested, then you realize, hey, you know what? Maybe I should kind of change the way I think about people. They're not... Uh, they're not disposable things, right? People are humans with hearts and feelings and emotions and, and things like that. So, so yeah, so, so that, that thought process has, has been, um, I daydream about that stuff sometimes. It just catches me off guard. Um, but we got to live in the real world. Yeah. It's not always that sunshine and rainbows, but at least it's real and true. Yeah. So go, goals. Let's, let's, let's uh, talk goals. Um, if you have anything else, um, I guess before we, we begin wrapping up and stuff. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, you got to have some goals. 2021, like, like tangible I feel like things. I set myself up when you put goals. I don't know. Goals, okay. resolutions. I think I've learned. I've learned that they just, those two words for whatever reason, is just like an instant, like, yeah, this isn't getting done. Just okay, because so, you caught it a goal resolution. I, I don't know what it is because I always do it. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this. This is my goal. I don't do it. So tangible things, right? Let's, let's, let's do tangible right. things. Because um, there are things that are intangible. Like like having saying that you want 5,000, just an example, 5,000 subscribers on YouTube, that's not tangible, okay? If people don't like you, they're not going to subscribe. <laughs> so there's that, right? But you having books that you're about to read, that's tangible, right? Oh, yeah. So if the goal... So if the goal is like 25 to 50 books in 2021, you're doing that. You're not depending on somebody to do that. So those goals. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't ever set numerical goals of like how many subs or followers or anything. No, I'm like not that. saying that like, you do. I, I, I just I just um, I just thought about that. And I just don't okay, want to throw so it out there. for me, uh, I don't. OK, I'm personally not going to use the word goals or resolutions. I don't know why. Maybe that's what it is in my brain that sets me off and makes myself like self-sabotage. But milestones, okay. milestones and um, improvements upon myself that I want to do. Um, I want to stream consistently at least two days a week. Last three weeks have not been that good to me. On but Twitch? Yeah, on Twitch, right. at least okay. two days a week. And I feel that's something that's really super feasible for me. If I happen to do more, great. But two was my goal. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what I want my YouTube content to be. I really don't know because I wanted it to be a lot of my VR stuff. But like, <laughs> it was why, great why because I could, edit, I could edit, I could edit my Twitch videos and vods and everything like that for that. But now I can't even stream those games on Twitch, so mm. that's not happening. Um, what else can there be? What else did I want? Overall goal is I'm hoping to at least, at the very least, lose 10 pounds. I feel like if I tell myself 10 pounds, that's super feasible. 
Okay. Ultimately, I would really love to lose 40. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess I can sit. I, if I'm going to a doctor, I sit on the obese scale, which I don't agree with those things. But supposedly my ideal healthy weight for my size is 145. While I'm 180, I don't have a problem sharing that. But lose 40 pounds, great. But I'd be really happy with just 10. Um, hmm. I think those are just, those are the things I really want to work on. It's because for me, ultimately, what that means for me, because it sounds kind of simple, is consistency of me sticking to something on a weekly basis, which, like you said, if just making your bed sets as goals, just even doing one of those small things, like, uh, even if I only stream for twice a week, um, the other times of that, I also am going to be like working out, playing playing games, doing those things because I am part of year. And most of myself, I really don't like going to the gym. So to make it fun for me, it's all gaming. That's all I'm doing, whether it be the Ring Fit on Switch or any of the rhythm games on VR. That is what is going to be my motivator. And from that, I'm kind of hoping that I can actually do like off recordings for streaming to create content for YouTube. That's kind of the goal there. So they all tie together. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Anything else? I think that's, that's a big one right now. Okay. I'm just making sure that my son graduates high school. That's, that's all I need. Just four months. First four months of 2021 is focusing. Please graduate. Please get into the Air Force. That's all we need. Nice. That's, that's nice. That's nice. Okay. Um tangible we we're talking about that right not things that you're necessarily hoping that people do right but if you do things they you know on the other side they they may you know support you and stuff like that uh so uh reading more is definitely on my list right uh that's i'm currently reading a book by uh, pat flynn called super fans right uh, how to build that type of content where people love what you do and stuff like that so currently reading that so reading more I definitely want to spend time uh, studying what, um, the, how the core of YouTube works. You know, I started doing that at the uh, second half of uh, 2020. Uh, I want to continue to do that. Um, watch all the YouTube recommended videos by YouTube about YouTube. Okay. And, and study those things to, to get better at uh, content flow and, and production and stuff like that. So that's definitely on top of my list. Um, uh, be a better human being for my, for my family or to my family or towards my family. I, I think that's, if I can do that at home, it's going to be easier to do it out there. Right. And, uh, trying to be more self-aware about things that I say and things that I do, uh, whether I'm, you know, kind of aware about it or not, you know, cause sometimes you, you think something is cool that you're doing and it may not be right. Like putting pineapple in pizza or something crazy like that. Who would do that? Right. That's just wild. I don't know who would do that. Uh, but I think it's good. I know some people don't like it, but sometimes you do crazy things like that. Uh, so uh, YouTube uh, study uh, stuff, I definitely want to uh, keep uh, on top of that. Uh, definitely creating uh, content that people enjoy, meaning that I need to research that more to make sure that they're enjoying it. Uh, and, and just being more like open about uh, who we are, not like where we live, but just, you know, like who we are and who we're becoming as we're creating content. And when people call us out in the comments and, and if they're right, be like, hey, you're right, right? I'll do better next time, right? And just being more open and honest about little things like that, that could be a, a great um, launch pad or catapult us to our next level uh, in content creation. Like streaming uh, is definitely on the list, but not as high um, 
on the list for Twitch as it is on YouTube for me. But I still love to just go back and just, um, you know, Twitch is interesting. It's, it's, it's almost like an online offline platform because it doesn't have SEO. So it still feels like you're privately public, privately public, right? It's kind of weird. But when I'm on YouTube, I just feel like it's different, right? Because the SEO could have anybody just show up in your, in your, in your, in your jam, right? Versus mm-hmm. Twitch, they got to know you some, somehow, right? To, to start showing up on a regular basis. So, um, so definitely streaming on the platforms as definitely on, on my list as well. So I'm bringing up pineapple and pizza here, which I'm a strong advocate that pineapple does not belong on pizza. But oh. I'm going to try to turn over a new dough leaf. Do it. And <laughs> I'm not going to eat it. No, I'm not going to say that. No, we're not. We're not. We tried it once. We didn't like it. It's ridiculous. But I'm going to go into 2021 accepting that my fellow, there are fellow pizza lovers that like pineapple on their pizza. I will accept that. Nice. But, but I will not let go of the fact that I do not understand why there are people who like banana flavored candy. <laughs> like, mm. that's just weird. I don't why even know why there's, because banana, banana flavored candy does not ever taste like banana ever disgusting okay. i don't i don't eat banana flavored any any candy at all i don't i barely even like banana i'll eat it it's it's like tasty sometimes there's some some sweet bananas that i really like but i was eating runts and i'm just like why i don't know anybody who like i know okay no i know one person who will eat all the banana flavor things i give them um especially candy but they also don't mind eating food that's like three weeks past the expiration date. No. So, so like that was the only person I know that likes banana flavored candy. And I cannot accept that. I can't be on the same, same thing. And I, I, I'm sure those banana flavored eating people also really like candy corn. And that's really weird to me. Oh man. <laughs> candy corn back in the day. No, it wasn't. It wasn't good at any time of the, of the day. Back in the day, front of the day, any sure? part of the day. Yes, sure? yes. And of course, terrible. Oh man, I, I'm done. I don't have anything else. I, <laughs> I just hope you guys uh, stay blessed, uh, stay awesome, uh, have a great uh, holiday, and all that fun stuff. Uh, be kind to people. I'm trying. I'm not always the nicest guy. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Can I apologize here? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm trying to be better. All right. I don't have anything else. Um, I think we all try to be better. Oh, game of the year for me, uh, Spider-Man. You? What you got? Oh, man. That's hard because I haven't played as many new games this year. Did Death Stranding come out this year? Or was that last year? That was last year, wasn't it? I think it was last year. I think it was last year. Oh, gosh. Um... I November think that 8, was last year. 2019. Yeah, that was last year. Um, man, if I if I have to stick with the games that I played with this year, then there has to be Valhalla. But I don't think Valhalla deserves it. <laughs> yeah, but you look like you really enjoy that, though. Oh, I do. I do deserve it. But, okay, no, I take it back. So it would be between The Last of Us 2 and Valhalla. I'd go with don't The Last of one. Us 2. Last of Us 2? Okay, yeah. nice. Nice. Still haven't played any Last of Us. Well, part of the first one I played, and I was scared. Because the jump scares were crazy, but uh, it looks like a dope game. It looks like a dope game. I'll say that. No, I take it back. I want to say Valhalla. <laughs> I'm like really in between the okay. two. But okay, I, no, I'm going to go with Valhalla. That would be my game of the year because I think I think ultimately really I am enjoying Valhalla more than I I did The Last of Us Two. 
even though Valhalla has its own little bugs. They're not game-breaking bugs, but it's a little... It's not super smooth, but I really am enjoying the stories, little little side world events that's happening. So I'm going to go with Valhalla. Okay. All right. So that's that's all I have. The only thing I'm promoting right now, Daniela, is is my Twitter into next year. So um, I'm, I know you have uh, closing thoughts and stuff like that. That's all I have, guys. I uh, love you guys. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, Daniela, the rest is you. All right. Thank you for hanging out, checking out this video and listening to us for episode 569? 59? Yep. 69. Really? Man, why did I still think we were in the 550 series? This this is how lost I am on everything, apparently. But thank you for checking out this episode with me and Andrew. We appreciate it. Um, this is our last episode for 2020. We hope you have an incredibly safe uh, New Year's Eve. If you're going out, wear a mask. Uh, don't drink too much. Have a designated driver. Just be safe because we would love to have you around for 2021. Um, you can go ahead and check out the patron and can listen to this episode first. Leave a review of the email. Even if you're not going to be a patron, you can't send any donations. The best way to support is also free. So leave a review, tell a friend, like us, share us out, follow us on our social medias. Um, you can follow Andrew on twitter.com forward slash Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. You can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Miss DJM. And you can also check out Andrew's website at andrew-alliance.com and... That's all I got. Till next year, guys. Later.